0: Welcome to the podcast. Today, have George Bloom with me. George Bloom's a top realtor of Jacksonville, Florida. He's been a top realtor up there for the past three, four years. Been the winner of the Triple
1: Gold Award. Triple Gold Award uh, for the past three, four years. And just this year, I received a top producer, which is out of the entire North Florida region, out of 7,000 agents. So I know I've had George on here a few times before and
0: I'm always excited to bring him on because of his knowledge in real estate, his experience in real estate, and really his commitment to the customer and commitment to his company. So, George, welcome back on the podcast. Thanks you right? for having me, Bobby. I appreciate it. So, George, one of the first things I've got, um, this podcast will go over interest and inflation. And when we look at rent prices over the past couple of years, they've really taken off and increased a lot. But... Over the past six months, rent prices have actually started to come down. What, what are you actually seeing out there in the market with rental prices?
1: Yeah, I still think they're not super high compared to, the, compared to where they used to be, but they're definitely still up there teetering on slightly coming down a little bit. Uh, just for example, neighborhood St. John's Town Center, this area, which we're really familiar with, we've talked about it on the podcast previously. I've seen three $400 a month price drops for, yeah. for rent, so that's that's... Somewhere around there. That's a good
0: thing. And something else that I noticed, too, is um, I was listening to ReVenture Consulting this morning, a uh, real estate consulting firm. And uh, one thing that they're reporting is right now um, there's a backlog throughout the country of 900,000 apartment units that are currently under construction due to be completed over the next 12 months. So market price, market rental prices have come down. Um, a few hundred dollars in the last six months on a national average, but with 900,000 units wow. set to hit the market over the next
1: 12 months, prices will be coming down. At oh, least yeah. that's what we would expect that, to see. You would think that if there's going to be 9, 900,000 900, additional inventory rental units available, you're going to see some a lot of inventory open up, which that's going to help drive those rent prices back down.
0: Which is a good thing if you're someone looking to rent. I mean, most people are feeling the pressure and the pain of the prices throughout the country of everything from foods to goods and services and let alone mortgage payment or rental payment. So I think that's good news for anybody that's looking to um, get involved with rent. Now, if you're somebody that's Doing rentals or has done rentals, you probably don't like hearing that
1: news, but right. um, just the reality of the situation. I mean, it's it's stabilizing a little bit compared to where the market was, you know, a few years ago or four years ago. I mean, think about this. I mean, I've talked to clients where they said, "Hey, the landlord raised my rent by a thousand dollars a month." Yeah. I mean that that's pretty wild. It's if a lot of if money. You two thousand dollars now, it's three thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, that hits people pretty hard. Right. So, I mean, even for, you know, what you and I were doing for rentals, I mean, we were getting, we couldn't believe we were getting top dollar. $3,500 a month for townhomes in the middle of Jacksonville, Florida. Right. Good prices, real good prices, but probably a little too high. Right. I mean, I, we were thinking like, hey, we would be happy with 2800 And when we're yeah. reeling in, you know, around the 3500 $3, mark, we're right. like, whoa. Yeah. And I think when, when I take a look at
0: what a lot of the, The leading indicators show, I mean, 900,000 units come into the market over the next 12 months. That's a lot. I'm also curious how that affects the builders because they're building expecting to get those high prices. Right. And now they're not going to be able to get those high prices. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of impact that has on builders. They're going
1: to take a hit. I mean, we could potentially see some bankruptcies out there with these builders, these big investment groups thinking that they're going to get, you know depending on their cap rate they were looking for, and now they're cut in half for what they think they're going to get and what they're actually going to get. I mean, that could, that could be have a detrimental effect on these builders and the investors. Yeah, I was like probably about 6
0: to 12 months ago is when I started talking to you about kind of thinking it was time to get out of the market. Um, I got in 3, 4 years ago, um, got really good return on my investment, good return on equity, um, and turned around and kind of got out. But when I was getting out, my last property, I think you helped me get out of three months ago here in Jacksonville. Um, tip of I, the wave. Tip of the wave. I mean, that was, I feel like that was the big, the last big wave. Yeah. I was surprised at how many investors were still trying to get in at that point right there and didn't realize that there, there could be a correction coming. Right. Um, if I give you a couple cities right now where rent prices are actually still rising year over year. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Nashville, Portland, New York, Newark, Nassau, New Brunswick, San Antonio. All 17% to 26% year over year increases. And then when you look at where it's decreased the most year over year, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Jacksonville, Baltimore. So it's interesting, although like, On a national average level, rental prices have decreased in the last six months. When you actually look at um, the whole country, totally, um, still you have certain areas that have increased pretty dramatically in a year-over-year basis.
1: Right. And I would be really interested to see the numbers for what is the percentage of increase in rent in... Say Jacksonville throughout the country. What is that rent increase percentage for those last couple of years? Because I know it's been crazy. like yeah. You know, eighty percent, fifty percent, just crazy increase. It would be very interested to compare one of those that have actually dropped to, for example, example, let's say Pittsburgh, who is still on the rise. Right. What are those two comparisons? One that's still rising, and then one that's dropped. You're probably going to see in Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh: a higher increase in like uh, super growth, yeah, versus Pittsburgh who maybe had a slow, steady growth and is still actually growing. Where Jacksonville maybe topped out at this certain time,
0: yeah, like the the Sun Belt, Phoenix, Texas, all the way here towards Florida has always been known as those up and down markets, much more volatile like you're getting to where there are certain markets that have been much more stable over time. And to your question right here, when we look at median national asking rent prices since 2019, you're right. In 2019, the national average was 1,600 as compared to right now, the national average, $2,000, $2,000, $2,040 to be exact. So wow. Wow. But about fifteen percent increase in rental prices over the past few years, right um and then to uh kind of switch gears a little bit too, looking at home prices, I mean, if you look at home prices over the past few years, um that they've gone up pretty dramatically and I mean what would have what have i mean you you probably have had so many happy clients oh over the past few years, I'd be curious like. What are your experiences been with your your customers over the last 12 months for those that have been getting out of the market?
1: So a lot of my clients, for example, that I helped purchase homes in the past, you know, let's just say five years from when they got out within the last year, the last 12 months. I mean, talk about capitalizing on market growth. Yeah. I mean, I have clients walking away with that have put zero down on their house using their VA loan that have walked away with Mm -hmm. $100,000 plus. Right. Like, think about buying a house three years ago with zero down. Say you pay $300,000 for this house, and you put zero money down to buy that house, and then you sell the house two years later and walk away with $100,000 cash? Yeah. I mean, that just that says something about market growth right yeah. there. I mean, what is that percentage compared to, you know... In five years or five years before that, year-over-year right. year growth, yeah. you're not seeing. You're not making a hundred thousand dollars from a two-year investment,
0: right? Absolutely, and I think like well, when you look at the, and that's what what leads a lot of people to kind of think and feel that current current real estate prices are way too high. They're overvalued. They're they're overvalued. They're due for a correction. Um, I think the interesting thing in talking with you is, um, unlike a lot of realtors that are kind of facing some trouble right now, um, because there's a little bit of a correction going on, um, you obviously haven't felt that right there, but I mean, do you think home prices are overvalued a little bit too high right now? Or what is your, what is your stance been on that?
1: Depending where you are in the country and specific neighborhood, obviously location, 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 we've all heard that a million times, uh, Prices, we're seeing price drops right now. Yeah. I mean, if you can go online and look at some of the big players like Zillow and things like that, you're going to see, hey, there's an estimated 1.2% price drop from this time to next year. Or in this specific area, we're estimating a 4.7% price drop for next year. You know, and I think we're going to continue to see this maybe throughout the next year. And it's really gonna maybe stabilize a little bit and kind of get prices where they maybe they should be. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'm not a market expert or a crazy market analyst or anything like that. I mean, from for example, I have a client who purchased a house for three hundred and sixty-three thousand. Yeah. At the end of two thousand nineteen, he closed in September. Him and his family, and for example, that same house is now selling for six hundred thousand. It just sold for six hundred thousand dollars four months ago. Yeah, in that neighborhood, a client put their house on the market. That same exact model house, pretty good location as well, put it on the market for 575, and don't forget one sold a few months before that for 600,000. That 575 didn't sell. He dropped it to 550 didn't sell. Dropped it to 535 and didn't sell. Right. So just from that few months difference, one sold from 600,000, same exact model. And now it's not selling at five thirty-five. So I mean, that's a yeah. let's just say that's a seventy sixty-five thousand dollars price difference within three months, and it's not selling now for that for a, you know sixty-five thousand dollars discount. Right. So I mean, that's got to just say something right there with the way the market's shifting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so, and a lot of that comes to when we look at um, I got this data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, food. Year over year, up 10.9%. Energy prices up 17.6%. All items, less food and energy, up 6.3%. And when you look at home prices year over year, they're up as well too. So what does the Fed, what does the government do to try to correct that? They really turn up interest rates. Interest rates over the last six months have gone from about 3.5% to right now at about 7%. And I think that goes exactly to what you're saying is, you have mortgage rates that you have mortgages that have got so much more expensive because interest rates have gone up. So then you have a client that's right in
1: your neighborhood who's unable to, to sell his home at this point right now. Right. And he's just trying to sell it for what the other one sold for. Right. And yeah. he's literally listed it for twenty five thousand dollars cheaper. He listed for five seventy five versus the six hundred. Yeah. He wanted to sell it quick. No hits, no showings, no anything. Right. And now he has it for five thirty-five, and it's still active on the market. It's been on there for about ninety days.
0: I'm curious how much longer it'll stay on the market for. It.
1: So I'm not sure. The gentleman might take it off the market. Might yeah. leave it on the market. But as for you know, as a home buyer, not in the industry, yeah, you see a, say you paid you know three fifty for the house, three seventy-five for the house, and you see someone sell it for six hundred thousand yeah. dollars. and you're like, wow, I can make all this money right. cash. Let's put it on the market. And then your house is like, wait, what's going on? It's $25,000 cheaper. Now we're down to five thirty five. Like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, if you're not paying attention to the market, that person is like, what is going on here? Right. There's something serious going on.
0: Yeah. If you're not super insumed <clears throat> to the market,
1: you wouldn't realize
0: how much can change in just a couple months.
1: Right. I mean, like I said, with us selling your last property, your townhouse. Yeah. I mean, being able to sell it for what we did, I mean... Not, not another townhouse is selling for that in there. That's no. the hot, most expensive sale in that entire neighborhood.
0: And one just listed
1: for sale for a higher price than mine, and I think that's going to sit for a while. That's not. I think that one was like 4 99 or something. It's or, not going to move. That's, yeah. that's not moving.
0: Right. And it looks beautiful, too. Brand new. It's the same model as yours. Same model. They, I don't even think they moved furniture in there. It looked like there was an investor that bought it or and never actually move furniture and they're just trying to sell it now.
1: Right. I, mean, they're, I think they're going to be surprised to see that why is no one looking at this house.
0: Yeah. And the other interesting thing too is if you don't pay attention to the market, like when we had sold mine for $460,000, just a few weeks later, somebody listed the same model for
1: three ninety five. Made no sense. Right.
0: Listed and sold for three ninety five.
1: Right. We would have and I told you I was like, we would have bought that right then. Right.
0: So like if you're someone that's getting ready to buy or sell, you gotta be in tune to your neighborhood. You gotta be in tune to the market. Otherwise you don't know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal.
1: Right. I mean, when we saw the three ninety five after yours just sold for four sixty five for the same model, we were just I mean, like, what's what's going on here? I I literally called the agent and was like, Yeah, is, is this the right price? Like Yes, why is why is there a problem? I was like, No, I'd love I'd love to buy the house right now. We, right. We can close cash and close in ten days. I, I said, appreciated you reaching out to them too because I wanted to get in on that deal with you. I, right. it would have been I a great know, deal. I was ready to do that. And she's like, Oh, we're already under contract. She's like, We had like fifteen offers. For them to have fifteen offers in a in a kind of a downsloping market. Right. Right after, you know, we caught that last wave. This was like what, a month and a half after that? about that about yeah. that already you know it's starting to get even more shaky yeah for her to list at that cheap you know that was like a disservice for that client right Could you know fif- 15 offers and that she thought maybe they wanted to sell quick there were some right. different you know scenarios and variables to play there i'm not sure but i mean
0: sometimes too many offers is a bad thing
1: maybe maybe you're listed too low yeah i mean i was surprised when she said like 15 offers at yeah. 395 of, of course you're right. going to get that many offers one just sold for 465 <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you 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 got to pay attention to the market. You, you do. You, you need to know market conditions and understand what's going on.
0: And um, as I look at uh, inflation, check out this statistic that I got from I think it's from the Wall Street Journal. Um, nearly half of Americans who earn more than one hundred thousand dollars a year are just getting by, according to the report, which surveyed nearly four thousand people. They're all living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. People making $100,000 or more a year. Living paycheck to
1: paycheck. Mm-hmm.
0: But that report of 4,000 people said they feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck. Now, is that a
1: family or a family living making 100000 a year or is that an individual
0: by the way it says, nearly half of Americans who earn more than $100,000 a year are just getting by. I assume wow. it's a family, even though it sounds like an individual.
1: It sounds like an individual.
0: But it shows you that your money's just not going as far as it used to.
1: I mean, with all those inflation numbers that you just said with food, you said it was up 10%. Yep. You know, transportation, utilities, your electric bill is up 17%. 17%. With all those numbers that you just said, if you add all those in there compared to your $100,000 a year, you know... Most people, let's just say you live frugal and you buy a you know twenty thousand dollar car, twenty-five thousand dollar car, there's five hundred a month, two hundred, mm-hmm. two hundred for insurance. There, you know, you break all these things out with the rent price increasing if you don't even have a mortgage. Yeah. You know, with this, the interest high interest rates right now, and you probably will be living pretty close to paycheck to paycheck, you know, right. taxes and everything else.
0: Look at this stat from the US Bureau of Statistics. From twenty nineteen Frozen foods are up 31%. It's a crazy amount of money to
1: go up. 31% for frozen foods. Yeah. People, yeah. Plant a small garden. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's my advice. Plant, yeah. plant a small garden. It's not hard to grow potatoes and things no, like that. No, you do that,
0: which is interesting. You have a whole bunch of food you grow yeah. right in your backyard.
1: Yeah. It's super. I got two pineapple plants. Yeah. And I'm here in Florida, and I don't even have a yard. Right. <laughs> I have a little patio space. I have yeah. two pineapple plants, a bunch of potato plants. I grow a basil, cilantro, yeah. parsley, uh, and that. We're in Florida; that grows all year, all yeah. year round. And you have your basil growing that I gave oh, you yeah. in your house my right basil, now. My <laughs> basil. I have my broccoli.
0: I have my tomatoes, until they got killed off.
1: Right. Um, I mean, just little things like that, yeah. you know. I Me mean, up in West Virginia,
0: you've got your. Uh, up in Virginia, you've got your farm up there where you you've got a lot of food going for your father. You've got all your chickens and yeah. eggs up there as well too. So right. it's smart, it's not it's a good idea.
1: Yeah, a little good vacation idea. spot up there and you know, starting to get that going. Hopefully, you know, by springtime we have the cows and a couple lambs and things yeah. like that. Just to have you know, I, I like farming. It helps take my mind off real estate yeah. and everything and want to get that going up there as well. Right. We gotta definitely have get a podcast on that going soon.
0: We do. Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, talking about interest rates um going up obviously that's the feds defense to bring inflation down um what, what that shows is mortgage applications um are at a 10 to 20 year low uh looking at reventure consulting um they're reporting that mortgage applications are lower than 0708 level which would be a sign of things to come
1: right if I mean, they're that low some there we're seeing a shift for sure now with interest rates also being that low i did Lock in a client yesterday, VA loan, 30-year fixed rate. Yeah. No 2-1 buy-down options or anything like that. The lowest on the rate sheet, what the loan officer is allowed to give through the mortgage company. Right. I was able to get him, or the loan officer was able to get him, a 5.75. Yeah. You know, 5.75. Way better than a 7. Right. Way better than a 7. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think we had to pay about $5,000. For to get that rate, yeah, but still five thousand dollars to get locked in at a five point seven five. He's, he's going to stay. He's not moving. He's going wants to be there. You know, retired there, so he's fine paying that. And we actually got the builder to cover all those fees anyway, so it worked yeah. out great.
0: I think like one of the important things I, I think that is important to look at is while I think we're having. Much more bleak market conditions, and I think we are due for a downturn. I do think a correction is coming. I think interest rates will go a little bit higher. I think the Fed will probably increase them two more times before they start taking them down again. Um, it's a it's a tough time for buyers, sellers, and realtors. But um, you know the the information that you just went over right there shows that a good realtor knows how to still negotiate in bad market conditions between the buyer-sellers and the home builders and the, the loan companies to still fight on his client's behalf to get good deals. And with that being said, George, tell me why a lot of realtors are struggling right now, but you're still helping your clients and you're still yourself doing totally fine out there.
1: I mean, I'm staying extremely busy right now. I mean, in the office, we've had tons of meetings and said, you know, to help all the other agents out because, hey, the market's shifting. They're getting nervous. They're seeing less business. They're getting less referrals. They're having less clients. I have calls every single week with my previous clients saying, hey, we have a friend moving to town. Uh, we have someone that's PCS in the military here. Can you help them out? Um whether it's looking for a rental or a purchase, I'm getting calls all day long. Yeah. you know, People that need help, people need to find places to live, people want to sell their house, they're relocating out of here. You know, It's important to stay in touch with all these clients to make sure you're there, you're available to help them when the needs be. And also, 100% customer service. Yeah. If you're taking care of your clients, you're doing everything possible to make sure they're getting the best deal for them and their family. They're going to call. You're going to have a ton of referrals and things like that. Now, with the market conditions, everyone getting scared, it's even more important to give great customer service for the average agent out there, right. to show that you really care, go that extra mile doing that research. Give those clients all their options. You know they're looking in a certain geographical area. Give them every single available op- option in that area to purchase a home, whether it's a se- secondary home or new construction. Lay out all those pros and cons. So hey, if you buy a new construction house right now, here is all your benefits. Hey, you buy a secondary home, this is the average credits from sellers to help you buy a house. Yeah, or if you're listing a house and they say, oh, well, we really wanted to pay off a bunch of debt, it's really tough right now for us, we have all these credit cards that are, well, now is it, if you plan to stay in Jacksonville or plan to stay in that certain location, is it the best time to sell your house right now? Or do you wanna do a second mortgage or debt consolidated and keep that house yeah. with that low interest rate that you already have and maybe wait a year or two and see what happens if you can maybe do a second mortgage to pay off that there's just so many different options out there for different clients that they really need to make sure they know every single available option to them and put the client first make sure you're yeah. there to help them and not just look to make that buck off of them you know if you put the client first take care of them get them what they need give them their options you know you're going to get a paycheck you yeah know, you know put the client first
0: i love that man that's a. Uh... Work, working at Amazon, we have a principle called uh, customer obsession. Obsess over your customer, put them first, and then ultimately get the results that you're looking for. Um, George, brother, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yes, sir. It's good having you on. We'll have you back on very soon. Much appreciated. Thank you, Mr. Ty.